Hi, this is Brett and welcome to Optimize. On this episode, I want to share with you the embarrassing reply all email and how to avoid making the same mistake. So the big question is, how are entrepreneurs like us who have too much to do and too little time able to build both the business and the life of our dreams? That's the question. And on this podcast, we'll explore the journey to the answer. My name is Brett Ingram, entrepreneur and award-winning product creator. I chose to build a business and have a time for a personal life, and I want to help you do the same. Welcome to Optimize. So I was working at a small company and we did staffing. So basically we were doing headhunting or placement or whatever you want to call it. And so basically the business model real simple was we would work with clients, we would find them talent, and then we would place that talent with their company. And there was an afternoon where uh, there was a particular client who had a reputation for being difficult, had called in and had spoken to uh, one of the recruiters that I used to work with. And so he's, you know, they're, they're talking, whatever. And there's an email thread going back and forth also. Um, she had responded about a few of the candidates that they had sent over. And so, you know, he has a conversation with her, tries to vet exactly what it is that she's looking for, and then proceeds to hang up the phone. Well, he was typing on an email. He was really frustrated. And so he wrote, she is such a pain in the butt. And it actually was a stronger word than that. And he clicked send, but he clicked reply all. And what he forgot was that she was actually on the email thread. So the email went out to everybody in the office that was on that recruiting team in addition to the client. And obviously she was going to recognize that he was talking about her. And so he panicked when someone told him, um, hey, John, did you know that you sent reply all? And his face turned pale white and he got all nervous and tried to think real fast what to do. So then he fired off another email really, really quickly. And he's like, just kidding, ha, 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 to try to make it a joke, which obviously is the best thing that you can do to try to save face. But it was too late because she had obviously already seen the email. And so, you know, she pretended to not care or whatever, not bring it up. But the fact is, it definitely damaged the client relationship. There's no question. I mean, if you have customers or you have clients or you know, employees or staff or partners or whatever, and you're insulting them, they're obviously going to not feel too good about that. And it's not going to be the best way to create a long-term win-win relationship. And so the, um, so the, you know, the interesting thing here is that, you know, he did it in the heat of the moment and he basically sent it over. And the problem is, you know, if it were a decade or two decades before, it never would have happened because he would have hung up the phone. He would have ranted in the office a little bit and only the people in the office would have ever heard him. And so it wouldn't have mattered. But the problem is nowadays we're so interconnected. You know, we are so digital and we're so online with everything and everything is so public. Not to mention the fact that everybody has a camera on them all the time if they have a phone. And so if you're ever doing anything that's inappropriate or stupid or whatever, you might find yourself in an embarrassing situation. And so 
the reason that I bring this up and the reason that I think it's a really important lesson is because you are oftentimes, especially if you're busy or especially if you're emotional in the heat of the moment or something, you may have really strong feelings and it's really difficult not to lash out. But it's really important not to. You know, another um, thing that this brings to mind that actually really irritates me, I love sports and I love to see professional sports, but I can't stand it when the minute after the final buzzer, final horn, bell, whatever sounds, they've got reporters stuffing microphones in the face of a losing team and forcing them to talk. And then people get all offended when the people say something inappropriate or blow off steam. This is a, a professional athlete who does for a living what they're basically doing and they've lost. Obviously, they're not going to be in a great frame of mind. I understand it's juicy and I understand that if you can get them to say something that's, you know, crazy or, you know, inappropriate, then that's going to do really well for ratings and viral traffic, but it's inappropriate. The reality of it is at the end of the games, the teams should be able to go to their locker rooms, have the coach address them, and then after they've showered and they come out, they're fair game. You know, if the reporters want to wait outside the door and talk to them, that's fine. But in that case, that's being thrust upon them. In the case that I shared, this was something he did proactively, which was stupid, and it was a mistake. And here's a guy, by the way, that has really high character. He's a really good guy. He never did anything like that in the years that I worked with him and I never saw him say anything negative or mean about anybody. And that's the irony. It was one moment where he just sort of lost it a little bit. He was frustrated. He had a lot of stuff going on in his life and boom, he sends it. And so the general rule of thumb and the best policy or best way to approach every single communication is to consider it as though your customer is watching. Assume your customer is going to see it. I can't tell you the number of times that um, you know, a partner of mine or affiliate or colleague or whatever got upset with a customer and looked, sometimes deservedly so, but they fire off something angry in response to the customer. And then what does the customer do? They post it online and they say, oh, look, and it smears the whole, the, the, you know, the, the product owner, the business owner's reputation and name over one moment of a heated incident where there's no context. The customer isn't going to put the comment on there and say, I was a total jerk and look at how this guy reacted. They're not going to do that. They're just going to show you this person's reaction and say, I wouldn't do business with them because look, it's not fair, understandably so, but it's the reality that we live in. And so the general rule of thumb is anytime that you're having any dealings that are in a way that they could be communicated and they could, that could be captured, whether it's especially if it's written word, if it's video documented, anything like that, you want to make sure that all of your public interactions like that, you handle as though your customer were watching. You know, I was at a um, uh, workshop seminar thing a few years back for Rich Sheffrin from Strategic Profits. And, um, you know, he's a brilliant marketer, brilliant businessman. And he said something that always stuck with me. And I really believe it's a great way to approach the way that you run a business. Um, you know, they were doing a question and answer session. Everybody was talking about marketing and growing their business and building their brand and all these other things. 
And, you know, somebody mentioned the fact that, well, look, you know, with social media and with all of these feedback apps and everything else, you know, you, you really could be in a situation where, you know, your customers could do things that really hurt your business. And, you know, there's not much that you can do about it. And then somebody else was talking about, you know, when you're creating products, like how do you go about doing it? And Rich sort of um, encapsulated it all into one response. He said, when I'm creating products and services, you know, and if I'm doing any communication, if I'm doing anything that is um, going to be for the customer or for my business, I always consider, would I be comfortable standing in front of a room of my customers with their ability to ask me questions or make comments? If I wouldn't stand in a public room with all of my customers and allow them to ask me questions or allow them to fire shots at me or whatever about what I'm creating, then I won't do it. And I thought, you know, wow, that's a really powerful way. Look, no matter who you are, you're going to have a customer that you cannot please no matter what they do. And that happens. But that isn't really what he meant. What he meant was, is what, is, is, is what he's doing, is he pouring him enough of himself into it with enough of a focus on quality and service and value to other people that he could confidently stand behind it in good conscience and good faith and be able to defend his product, answer questions, and know that the vast majority of the room would actually come to his defense if anybody tried to attack him as opposed to piling on. And, you know, that's a very different framework than what a lot of people do. You know, a lot of people see that, oh, well, I'm behind a keyboard and I'm, you know, I'm invisible to everybody. And you see this on social media all the time. People fire off things that they would never, ever say to somebody else's face or say in a public way, but they feel brave because they've got keyboard muscles. You know, they could type out whatever they want and click send, and there's not going to be any retribution. There isn't going to be anything that people can do or anything that people can say except, no, that's not true. Let me debunk this. Let me tag people. But it's sort of the, the horse is already out of the barn. You know, you could do damage control, but it's already damaging. And so, you know, it's most important that you rise above the idea of sort of tit for tat. And if you have a customer who's sniping you, try to snipe them back. It's much smarter to take the high road. It's much smarter to take the road that is going to please the vast majority of your customers, stand behind what you're doing, believe in it. And most importantly, like when you're doing anything that is a communication, whether it is a reply to a chat or a customer service or sending an email or talking about a customer or a supplier or, you know, a partner or whatever to somebody else, you should always do it within the framework and within the, the context of if that person saw what I was writing, would I still write it? Because if you're only brave enough to send it or you're only, you know, angry enough to send it when you don't think they're watching or are going to see it, you are setting yourself up for an embarrassing situation at some point in the future. Now, in John's case, it didn't cost him his job. It didn't ultimately even cost him the client, although you got to wonder how many more placements he was going to make with them. It wasn't one of our bigger clients, but it could have. And it's cost other people a lot bigger things. You don't need to go any further than browse, you know, 
some of the news sites online to see what stupid communications and dumb comments and things taken out of context that were captured have cost people in their businesses, in their lives, in their careers, and in their reputations. And so it's a difficult thing, but just pretend your customer's sitting on your shoulder and think about that before you click the send button. Think about that before you record. Think about that before you react. And if you have that frame of mind, you'll always be doing it in the right context and you'll always be able to defend and stand by the things that you say and do, the products that you produce and everything that your company and you stand for. Be sure to subscribe so you get every episode and share it with a friend. And until next time, remember, no matter what you want from your business and your life, don't compromise, optimize.